When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich laird. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is May Madness, where I bring you a new story and storyteller every day of the week, because I'm obsessed with stories, and I can't wait to share more with you. The fairy tale sponsor for this episode is Fairy Godmother's Dress Design. This magical shop specializes in short-notice gowns for special events and can provide custom-made footwear for discerning princesses with a penchant for glassware. Fairy Godmother's Dress Design. Magically, you will look your best. This episode is brought to you by the Patreon supporters the Dendo family. I might just know these lovely folks, but a big thank you to Shiloh, Preston, Linda, Ewan, and Gwenny, and all the other patrons. If you would like to become a supporter of the podcast for as little as $4 a month, you can find links on storystorypodcast.com and hear me read your name and thank your beautiful face for the world to hear. This is Throwback Thursday, where I bring you a favorite story from a past episode. This story is Davy and the Devil by Megan Hicks. It gets me cheering at the end, and I enjoy hearing this story when I need a little lift. Davy hated fish. <laughs> All sorts of fish. He hated the way they looked, the way they smelled, the way they tasted, the slippery feel of them when you picked them up, the way their eyes just gaped at you, the way their mouths went open and shut gasping when you took them out of the water. Everything about them repulsed him. Davy hated fish. And it was unfortunate because Davy worked on a fishing boat. (laughs) He lived in a small village, and the only job there was for him was to... All day, every day, in all weather, go out on a boat. And while his captain was safe and warm up in the cabin, he was there on the deck. And when those heavy nets would come up and drop the fish onto the deck, it was his job to take them one by one, slit their bellies open, scoop out the squishy bits, throw them overboard, chop off their heads, and throw their bodies into a barrel to be taken to market later in the day. All day, every day, scoop the fish, slit the belly, scoop the guts, chop the head, toss the body. All day, every day, Davy hated fish. (laughs) And one day, he was sitting there, it was drizzling, it was cold, he was miserable, and he thought, is this what my life's going to amount to? I'm going to spend my life, I'm going to grow old doing a job anyone could do, a job I hate, And this is all my life amounts to? Well, at that moment, he looked down and he saw a huge fish lying at his feet. And for the first time in his life, he noticed, really looked at that fish, at the opalescent sheen of its body in the dim light, at the way its scales were joined together as as, as if it were constructed by a master jeweler. That eye of the fish looked up at him. He would swear that eye was imploring him. 
He picked that fish up and started to put his knife in its belly, but he felt the fish's heartbeat against his thumb. And he knew this was one fish he would not be able to kill. So he put it down, and he waited until he was certain that his boss, the captain up there, was not watching. And then he scooped that fish up, let it over the rail, and it disappeared in a flash of silver. Well, David was mistaken about the captain. The captain had seen everything he did. The captain came storming down onto the deck. He said, I saw what you did, Davy. Now listen to me, boy. I do not spend my time and my money pulling these heavy nets out of the ocean full of fish to have my worker take the fish and put them back in the ocean where they came from. That's as good as stealing. I know your heart's not in this job. I can see it every day. So maybe you'll take comfort in this. Know this, Davy, that today when we dock, you step off my boat, you will never set foot on it again. You're fired. Fine, thought Davy. Fine. I don't ever have to do this again. Oh, my God, thought Davy. What have I done? What am I going to do for money? There are no jobs in our village. We're going to starve. How am I going to feed my wife? How am I going to pay my rent? But I don't ever have to do this again. But how am I going to pay my rent? Well, Davy was sitting there half sad and and half glad and half mad, too, to tell the truth. And and in the state of confusion, Davy forgot himself. And he did the one thing you must never do when you're on a boat in the open sea. When you are on a boat in the open sea, you must never whistle a tune. If you whistle on a boat in the open sea, you are either whistling up the wind of a killer storm or you're whistling the devil up from hell itself. Well, the boat docked that afternoon. Davy walked off onto shore, and all of a sudden, all the glad left him, and he was left with nothing but sad. He was terrified to go home. What am I going to tell my wife, he thought. What are we going to do for money? We'll be homeless. We'll starve. He, he, it was so full of confusion and worry that he wasn't even aware that someone was walking next to him on the road until this little man pulled up beside him, a little short man wearing a badly fitting suit of wool trousers and a wool jacket and leading a cow at the end of a rope. Now, if Davy hadn't been so full of worries, if his eyes hadn't been so full of tears, he might have noticed the little horns growing out from the traveler's head. As it was, Davy just looked at this little man and thought, farmer. The little man comes up to Davy. He says, Davy, boy, you look like you got the weight of the world on your shoulders. Davy said, well, I feel like I got the weight of the world on my shoulders. I've lost my job. Don't know what I'm going to do for rent money for food. Don't know what I'm going to tell my wife. The man said, well, Davy, if you had this cow, your troubles would be over. If you had this cow, ah, this cow gives the richest milk in all the world, and doesn't she give it abundantly, too? If you had this cow, Davy, you would be a prosperous man. Davy said, but I don't have that cow. You've got that cow. I've got nothing. (laughs) No, it doesn't have to be that way, said the old man. I've got a business proposition for you. Suppose I give you this cow for three years. You do what you can with it. At the end of three years, I come back. I pose three questions. 
Now, if I get the answers to my questions, you keep the cow. You live a long and prosperous life. Ah, but if I don't get the answers to my questions, Davy, well, it's over my shoulder and down to the flames of hell. (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) Davy was a young man. And when you're young, three years, that's forever. When you're young, people who look like simple old farmers, what harm can they do? When you're young, you think things like, well, he's so old, even if he does remember to come back. How hard can his questions be? So there on the road that day, Davy stuck out his hand. He shook hands. He struck a deal with the devil. The devil gave him the rope. Davy went up the hill to his own cottage. The devil went down the hill to wherever he was going. But halfway up the hill, Davy smelled sulfur in the air. And he turned around just in time to see the devil grin, do a double backflip, and disappear in a crack that opened up in the ground. When Davy came up the hill, his wife said, Davy, what are you doing with the cow? I was expecting fish. Davy said, um, um, Darling, I've, I've, I've decided to change career paths. I'm, I'm going into a different industry. Listen, listen. This cow gives the richest milk in all the world. And, and, and I was thinking, with the milk and the cream and the butter from this cow, we could open a little tea shop like we've always longed to do. Yeah, you could, you could make your beautiful pastries and bread, and I could, I could run the shop, and, and, and we, could, we could fulfill our dream. What do you think? She said, Davy, that's amazing. Look here, right here in the newspaper today, there's a little shop for rent right on the main street. And look at the price of the rent. It's almost nothing. Well, Davy and his wife opened that little shop, and it was true. That cow gave the richest milk in all the world. And with the milk and the butter and the cream from that cow, Davy's wife made the best pastries in all the world. And people came from miles around just to visit their tea shop. Before they knew it, they were running a thriving business. Before they knew it, they were happy. Before they knew it, three years had passed. (laughs) On the last day of the third year, Davy had all but forgotten the terms of his arrangement on the road that day. He looked up. It was 3 o'clock in the afternoon, a time when usually the shop was bustling with activity, and today there were only, only one customer, just an old man finishing his tea, reading a paper over in the corner. Davy thought, well, I'll sweep up. I'll go home early today. So he got the broom, and he started sweeping the crumbs out the door. And as soon as he got to the front door, a shadow loomed through the whole tea shop in darkness. Davy looked up, and there was the devil not looking a thing like a harmless little old farmer today. (laughs) He was standing at his full height. He had rubbed oil into his skin until it gleamed and shone red. That tail of his was twitching on the ground, and the barb was raising sparks on the walkway. Davy stood back, And the devil looked down and he said, Davy boy, I see by the look on your face. (laughs) Yes, you remember the terms of our agreement. You were to keep the cow for three years and do what you could with it. And I must say, Davy, you have done wonders 
good job. Well, now, <laughs> for the rest of the bargain, I pose my three questions. You give me my answers, you keep the cow, you live a long and prosperous life. But if you fail to answer my questions, Davy, over my shoulder and down to the flames of hell with you. So are you ready to begin? Now, before Davy could answer, the old man, finishing his tea in the corner, looked up and he said, Yes, he is ready. And that was your first question, sir. Now, this intrusion threw the devil off his stride. It irritated him. He looked at that old man. He looked at Davy. He looked at that old man. He looked at Davy. He said, Davy, will you tell that old coot to butt out of our business and leave us alone? And before Davy answered, he winked at the old man. He looked up at the devil. He said, no, I won't. And that was your second question. (laughs) Now, the old man said, well played, Davy. Well played. I knew you were a bright lad. This infuriated the devil. He stomped over to the table. He loomed over the old man. And he roared out just, who the hell do you think you are anyway? The old man stood up and up and up and up and up till he was eyeball to eyeball with the devil. He took his hat off and silver hair flowed down to the ground. And he said, I am the king of the fishes. Three years ago, this young man showed me mercy. He gave me my life. I've returned today to repay the favor. That was your third question, sir. So back to the flames of hell with you. Leave this boy alone. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Megan Hicks on the internet. Tell her you heard her on the podcast and now want to hear her tell more stories. You can find me and the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. The idea for this week's fairy tale sponsor came from the beautiful brain of Maria M. Vatanen. Check out the ads for the fairy tale sponsors on social media and let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. Like and rate the show on iTunes, head over to the website and join the mailing list for hidden goodies, and if you tune in, you will hear more stories tomorrow. But until then, live happily ever after. Mary Kate opened up the door, and there, on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court.